of God. I look at his word, what it has to say to us today. I, I pray that um, we settle in our spirits to hear what God's word has to say. You see, the more we know God, the greater our peace, our perspective, and our way of life. Father, thank you for our time as we come around the word. Thank you for our time together as we look at this name, Emmanuel. All of the ramifications behind it, all of the things that makes it so special. It speaks of you, Lord, in the Old Testament, and then it speaks of you in the New Testament, Lord. And you want us, and this is not a letter to the sinner. It's, it's letters to the saints that we can get to know you. There was a point, Lord, when the Israelites did not know you. And you started off by your introduction of the law and, uh, and your guidelines and your choosing them. And you have kept them all this time and will continue. Meanwhile, we have been grafted into the vine. And we need to understand and have a high respect for you who love us with everlasting love. So leading guidance, thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen. Okay, then as we move forward, our key verse for today is Isaiah 6 chapter. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We start that off, we'll be back, we're coming back to that, but still we want to, that, that key verse, we're looking at the child and the son. What all of this happens from the cradle to the cross, we're looking at Emmanuel. Luke 2.8 says, and I'll be reading some scriptures here, and in the same region where there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not. For behold, I bring to you good tidings of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. It goes on. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And when the angels went away from them into the heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord have made known to us. And when they had went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and, and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning the child. And all those 
who heard it, all who heard it wondered at what the prop, the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured of all these things, pondering them in her heart. Amen. Luke 20 and 21. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they have heard and seen as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus. The name given to by the angels before he was conceived in the womb. God is always on target, isn't he? Amen. In our introduction, there's nothing too hard for God. I think that we need to keep saying that in our heart. Regardless of what you're in, what you're going through, there's nothing too hard for God. His method of carrying out his plan was designed to use ordinary people to display extraordinary grace and love of God for the sins of the whole world. And so I want you to understand that. Ordinary people, that's, that should be us. Ordinary people. Uh, our names are not in the newspaper and all these other things. We're not, I don't think so, celebrities. We just, uh, just make it in life. Uh, folks just walk past you and don't get their feeling hurt. They don't know you because ordinary people. But here's the warning. Failure to revisit and remember the awesome display of God's love will cause us to consider God's actions as historical, but not irrelevant. We, 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 we know it. What I was what I was reading said, well, I know the verse. Morning, boy, I, I can almost repeat it. Matter of fact, I had to remember it. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know it. But you know what? You, you have it on not on the top shelf, you probably have it on the third, fourth shelf. And when the season comes, you go and reach for it and, and show everybody that you got it. But you're not really embracing it. Our approach to this special occasion will be cumbered with superficial trinkets that have nothing to do with the great rescue plan that required God to come in the form of a man to die for the sins of the whole world. That's what it's all about. There was no other way that could have appeased God. Now, every now and then you hear some way out of the left field things like uh, uh, Satan was Jesus' brother, you know. Uh, Satan was an erring, no, no, you don't understand. When Satan, who, who was an the archangel who, who uh, when it comes down to the choir, he was leading the choir and everything else, for him to turn against God, saying, I'm sorry and please forgive me, would not happen. It'll never happen. Know why? Because in order for a person to forgive you, you had to pick up the tab. And God says, I'm not paying for that. Matter of fact, I got a little something, something for you. And I got it already prepared. There's no turning back. There's several snapshots of the activities revealing God's birth. Shepherds, angel, Mary and Joseph, uh, the Christ child, the people who were exposed to the good news. All of this is in the package. All of this is taking place. And, and, and the details, one thing I love about the Lord is the details. Uh, every now and then, I, uh, some folks on Facebook, they show a picture of a bird or something. And, and the different types of birds. And I say, Lord, and there are a thousand different types of birds. 
thousands and each one very intricate and each one has their own little mannerism. That's how God is. And when God puts the salvation package together, God put it all together mixed with a whole lot of folks, some crazy folks. <laughs> but God knew exactly what it was to, to really make a good mix so that when it's ready, his son would come. And so these are the, the ones that's involved. Okay, let's go on. Thinking it through. God our Father is a promise keeper. His methods many times may seem to be unconventional, but they are effective. So we're going to look at the three things. The prophecy, the proclamation, and the presentation. The first thing we want to look at then is uh, the prophecy. For us, a child is born unto us, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of his peace, there will be no end. Underline that in your own Bibles. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from this time forward forever. How can I see that happen? For the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Do you see that word? He says, the zeal, God's, that, that, that power that God's going to do with the enthusiasm, uh, it says, God will do it. If it doesn't happen, God lied to us. So it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And so we need to keep that in mind. Let's go on. The description of the Messiah was a, a twofold DNA. First, the physical, physically, as a child being born of a virgin, Christ would be fully human, but the DNA prov uh, provider could not be by a man. When you see the lineage of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they give it both of them uh, for uh, Joseph and then for Mary. And when you see for Joseph, and when you trace his lineage, you're going to see a name called Jehoiakim. And that's in the book of Jeremiah. And what Jehoiakim did was they were sending uh, uh, the law uh, and everything to Jehoiakim. And it was, it was a cold, wintry night, and he was in a rebellious state. And as they were reading the scripts, he said, give me that script. He took it, and he tore it with a pen knife and threw it in the fire. And he did until all of it was done. And, um, and the Lord said, go, go and write it again. This time when you write it, let him know, bottom line, it's over for you and for everyone in your generation. A king will never be, will sit on the throne through your acts of failure. You chose not to listen. So Joseph, he couldn't come through. <laughs> but you can't block God. <laughs> so here's Mary, okay? And the Jewishness is determined not by the father, but by the mother, believe it or not. <laughs> and so, uh, so what happened was Joseph, Mary, they got married. And guess what? The lineage is now open again. And God just went the other way. Why? Because he knew that he, Jehoiakim was going to do that. God is never sitting back saying, oh, now what am I going to do? He got it figured out. He has our eternity figured out. So God says, let me give you, just give you a snapshot 
of the DNAs involved in this thing, what's in the mix. Number one, there's a physical mix where I went around what man tried to do, and he still showed up. So then there's a spiritual mix. It says Mary's conception would involve the Holy Spirit uh, placing Christ into her womb. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. It kind of, because when you look in uh, Genesis, when we talk about, and her seed, women don't have seed. Men have seed. So how, when it says her seed, now begin to see, oh, I see. It wasn't because of man. See, if it was man, then the child would have still been born in sin, the DNA of sin. So the child had to be child had to be a man, but sinless. That takes a God thing. So the Holy Spirit, since God creates life, the Holy Spirit placed the God child into Mary, and God's plan uh, keeps going. Emmanuel, God in the Old Testament, God uh, with us, and God for us. Well, you see, as we go along, finally God in us. Let's go on. His credentials, complete authority. He's a wonderful counselor, superb wisdom and directions. You don't have to go to the horoscopes and all these other things. Just ask God. Remember the Lord says, we have not because we ask not. Put those papers down and listen to what I have to say. What did I say in this situation? Don't worry about it. Forgive that person that hates you. Do good. Pray for them. But Lord, just do what I'm saying. And you'll be fine. He's a wonderful counselor. And there's not one that came back and said, Lord, you gave me counsel and I failed. Not with God. There is no failure in the Lord. He's a mighty God. Absolute power. Absolute power. When we look at Joshua, it was talking about the number of men coming against uh, Joshua and his group. It was like the sand of the sea. And God was not overwhelmed because he created each one of them. God was not overwhelmed because all he had to do was speak a word. And that's it. He could have gave all of them immediately an amorism of the brain. God is in control of your life, and there's no one that can take control of who you are inside. They may try to redefine you. Don't let them redefine who you are. Okay. Uh, he's an everlasting father, responsible provider. God will provide for you. In our day and time with all of the, the, uh, the turmoil and all of the areas that's going wrong, Get your eyes of what awful things are going wrong and look at what's going right. First, you're able to see what's going on, hear what's going on, say something, pray about it, and God our Father is listening if you only go to him. You got it made. We could talk about the world and there will be, you think the shooting and all these other things are something now. You wait till the church is taken out of the way and sin has its way. The whole power of sin. And that's what God is trying to say. You cannot control the power of sin. God can. And so when things get rough, this cry out to Abba, Father. When you're overwhelmed, when you seem like um, you don't have the answer, 
daddy is right there. I made it clear to all my children. Some followed up, some have not. I'm sorry. But I let them know one thing. I don't care whatever we disagree on. I'll always be your father. And all you have to do is call. Just call. Let's talk about it. It's not a blaming and shaming. I'll always love you. Do you know what? When you talk about an everlasting father, it reminds me of the prodigal son. And all those years that, that daddy was sitting there just on the road looking. He was embarrassed by uh, among the, uh, the community. Um, he was embarrassed about everything. Yet and still, he sat on that road waiting for his son. And when he saw him afar off, this old man got up, pulled up that little rope, and just started running toward his son. <laughs> and in my sanctified imagination kind of blew me away. But that was his heart and his love. And the same God, I don't care what you have done, what you're going through, all you have to say is, Abba, Father, he's there. And guess what? All of this is given to us. We don't earn this. It's given. Then Prince of Peace, the stabilizer of our spiritual environment. So thou shalt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. And how do I have peace? The Lord even give us an example. Whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, a good report, any virtue, any praise, think on those things that you've heard, seen, and me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Then an everlasting governance, maintaining justice and righteousness, guess what, forever. Bottom line, we are recipients of a meaningful Christmas because God's gift to us keeps on giving with love, peace, justice forever. That's where it's at. That's what this whole Christmas, whether folks give you a Christmas gift or drop you a Christmas card, don't get bit out of shape. Open up the card that you already have and just read what God said in that card. Read how much he loves you so much. And sometimes, you know what happens when we get a card? It may lay around for a few days, but as a whole, I'm not saying everybody, but as a whole, all of a sudden that card slips off and, and runs to the garbage and dives into the garbage, hiding itself from everybody, and it's no more. I don't care how pretty your Christmas card is. That's what, that's what usually happens. Don't believe it. Ask folks, what happened to the Christmas card that I gave you three years ago? Oh, uh, it's, it's somewhere in the house. <laughs> uh, or, no, they won't say garbage can. Somewhere in the house. Well, what about God? He, when he gave you the word, do you still have it in your heart? Where is it? Oh, well, I, I got about 15 shelves, and it's down on shelf 14. I, I got it. And Lord said, then why aren't you using it? Ah, so he keeps on giving. The second, the proclamation. The description. Luke 2.8, and in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. The, this verse reveals four important things. The who, the shepherds. The where, in the field. The what, watching. The when, over their flock by night. 
When you look at this, when it says the who, the shepherds, we have to understand that the shepherds were, um, how can I put it, demarginalized. They are the uh, individuals that were uh, or marginalized. They were just individuals who they no one paid attention to. They were a bunch of nothings. These smelly guys that come off the field and coming coming to a, a Bible study, nah. Uh, to the temple, nah. Their jobs as shepherd was out there in the field, and out there in the field, you find that they their lives were put on the line. Do you think that anybody care? You think anyone stopped? We really appreciate you guys doing this service, and so we can have sheep for the temple. No. It was a lonely time. And every time they get dark, it was another experience. That's when uh, the nocturnal creatures come out. That's when they hunt and they have to be on guard. They're cold. It's dark on an ordinary day. Isn't it wonderful God always shows up when you're doing the right thing on an ordinary day? This might be your ordinary day. I don't know. But it happens to the shepherds in the field. They were the unseen, unrecognized, marginalized, and unappreciated pro, uh, providers. Their, words, their wages were small. Their work was dangerous. Their way of life had no career advantages. They were shepherds providing some sheep for the temple worship. Consider this. God uses ordinary people. Say that to me. God uses ordinary people. Then the, here's, a, here's a little thing. Let's put this little thing into it. Just like me. Whether you're in a field being unrecognized, marginalized, God says, I knew that before you were even born. But guess what? What you have and a lot of folks do not have is me. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Okay. Amen. The demonstration. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were filled with fear. These guys, you can imagine. This was this was one of the animal coming out of the, the, the wilderness there uh, of the woods there, the typography when you look at the land and wooded areas. It wasn't a, a, a bear or a lion or something. No, no, no. All of a sudden, it didn't happen in the land, it happened in the sky. All of a sudden, in that dark, uh, nobody had flashlights, no doubt that time. Maybe a campfire. When I flashlights, and all of a sudden, boom, the sky lights up. And then when it lights up, a voice come. An angel says to them, fear not. Oh, I love the sensitivity. The Lord says, don't give me an honest. The Lord says to the angel, don't be being out of shape. I got something to tell you. I'm not coming to take you out. I'm coming to bless you. You know, one of the, one of the things I praise the Lord for, his messages is not to take us out, straighten us up, but to bless us. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring to you, behold me, look at this. I bring to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. It didn't say, now notice what it says. It didn't say for unto the world or unto them. It's personalized. But unto you is born this day in the city of David, 
a savior who is Christ the Lord. These guys are hearing this thing. It says, unto you this day that Israel has been looking for. They've been looking for the Messiah. He's born. Let's go on. The distinct details. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe, baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Uh, you know, one thing I like about the Lord, he has a spiritual GPS system where you can't get lost with this, you know. Follow the star, you'll get to the uh, get to the stable, you see the stable there, you'll see uh, Mary and Joseph, see a baby laying in, in a manger. Uh, how can you get lost? Uh, meanwhile, the, they follow it. And one thing that God's word is for, God give us instructions to follow. Follow him. The display of joy. And suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Or peace among uh, uh, men, you know. He says, glory to God in the highest. They're sitting there, get this now, it was a dark night. All of a sudden, the light is, the light, the whole sky is brightened. And now you have the angel, an angel first says it, and then a choir shows up, boom. You know, hallelujah. A choir says, and they start saying all of these things. And, and the shepherds are blown away. And they, and they say, now don't be afraid. This is, get this now, this is just for you unto you and guess what all that god has done is for you is personalized to the marginalized and god is saying i know where you are i know what you're going through i know the dangers you're confronted with but let me tell you something i'm here with you and the glory of god in the highest and on earth peace uh, among th those uh, whom he is pleased. And so when this all this whole went on, thing went on, um, nobody else knew that what happened. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing that God can show you something that somebody next don't even know anything you, you're talking about. And uh, folks in the neighborhood, they didn't know, they didn't see the light or they didn't comprehend that. Uh, yet and still the shepherds did. Praise the Lord. The impact of the occasion. And when they saw it, they made known the same, we're dropping down a few now, because they followed instructions, made known the saying that had been told to them concerning his child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. And Mary treasured up these things, pondering them in her heart. They had a song, I said, I want, I just want to know, I won't tell nobody, but I can't keep it to myself. Boy, when God bless your heart, you see the son of God that Israel been looking for. You go to the place, you see that, that, that child, you see God's promises and the angels and the choir and all this. Other. Boy, you're literally blown away, blown away. Do you mean to tell me that you had all of that experience and then you go, go back to <clears throat> being a shepherd in a dark field and tell no one? They had some gold teller on the mountain. Go tell it everywhere. Go tell them about that Jesus Christ is Lord. The impact of, on the shepherds. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God. 
It should have an emotional response. A meaningful Christmas should have an emotional response. Response, And it doesn't require having a big family around you. You already have a family within you. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Let him encourage your heart. And the shepherds returned doing that. And at the end of eight days, when he was conceived, circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angels before he was conceived in the womb. Come on, meaningful Christmas. This, this whole meaningful experience is how intricate God was in making this happen. And this is even before the cross. This is before he's, he's beaten, before he's slain. Okay. Let's go on. One last thing. Our God and Father determined the plan before the, the existence of time. The process and the procedure that was and, and is challenged, but not deterred. Oh, you can challenge what God is doing. Our society could challenge what God is doing. What they're doing in China, they're making a cashless society. What they're thinking about in America from the financial end, how they're trying to make that a cashless society how they're going to come down to the political, when it comes down to the family, when it comes down to food, I mean, in every area. But you can't stop God. You can't stop him. And we might not see the full of this because the rapture just might take place. So, so keep your eyes, keep your eyes open. Not around, that's going to happen. Keep your, keep your eyes and look to the hills for when it's coming to our hell. From the cradle to the cross, from sin to salvation, from sinner to saint, all have been previously determined, all to the glory of God. This season must be recognized in our hearts and activities and remembered and honored. The almighty God of heaven is Emmanuel, God with us, and Savior, God in us. In the Old Testament, all the way up to Christ, it was Emmanuel. And then it's for God who is at work in us to will and to do his good pleasure. God in us. Folks, don't ever let Satan tell you you're nothing. That's his observation from the outside trying to look in. So from the inside, speaking out, saying, if you think that I'm that, then uh, you talk it over with my father. Because right now, I'm going to pray right now talking about you anyway. And this is what this whole idea of having a meaningful Christmas. Oh, this, they, they, matter of fact, they've taken the, they dropped it to Xmas and now have uh, a wonderful or happy holiday. They want to take Jesus out of the whole picture. Everybody want to have a birthday party without Jesus. And they send presents and everything else. And fail to grab the gift that will give them eternal life. The thing that breaks my heart. That there are those who probably on the sound of my voice. Been exposed. You heard about it. But never received. And embraced the gift. And if you see how intricate this is. That God has done this. And put in all of this together. 
And that's for Christ just to be born so that he'll be perfect man, then to be beaten by man, and then God to impel him to the cross for the sins of the whole world. And for him to go through all of this and survive it, to say enough, it is finished. Wow. What else can we say? Our God is a wonderful God, and we should thank him for it. Let's bow in prayer. Father God, we just want to thank you for our time together. We look at the season, we look at all the things that's going on, and um, the gift giving, the uh, merchandise, and things that's not uh, the, the special days, the Black Fridays, and then they want to drop it to something else, and and all the who I did the great sales, and finally when the folks get all of the trinkets, they become nothing very quickly because they're temporal. Thank you for a gift that keeps on giving, the gift, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I pray, Lord, that we as, as saints remember this during this time. And those who do not know Christ as Savior to admit that they have not received the gift, they have not accepted Jesus Christ as the child born of the virgin, the child who came became a man who died on the cross of Calvary, shed his blood for our sins, gave up, he gave up into thy hands, I commit my spirit, he gave up his life, died and rose again, that we may have eternal life. And so there's another DNA, that DNA, that spiritual DNA that can never be cast aside. Thank you for that, Lord. And I pray for those who do not know Christ to say, Lord, I don't know you. And I want to know you now. Come into my heart. I recognize I'm a sinner. I can't save myself. Thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.